episode 823. At a time of year the NFL is in hibernation, we take a look at football north of the border. We talk Packers connections in the CFL with Rob Dalton of the New Rouge Radio. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Carvu, and today we're talking about the Canadian Football League. To do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Rob Dalton of the New Rouge Radio. Rob, how are you today? I'm uh, doing pretty well uh, for, I guess, Friday. It's the uh, last day of uh, school for, for kids and my last day of work before I go on holidays, so I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, it's perhaps ironic that we're about to celebrate our nation's independence here and we're talking about football in another country, uh, but at a time of year there's not much going on in the NFL. The timing is appropriate to talk about Canadian football, and there's a lot of Packers connections I want to ask you about. Uh, Rob going on in the uh, CFL and let's start with Vince Young whose last appearance in the NFL uh, was with the Green Bay Packers at least in an exhibition game and he was released by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders before the start of the season due to a torn hamstring do you think he would have been effective had it not been for injury uh Tough and great question for that one because uh, when the whole thing came out with Vince Young was uh, what was uh, the whole thing regarding to him being on the negotiating list, uh, it screamed of publicity stunt for for Saskatchewan and Chris Jones was adamant that you know they were looking for competition at the quarterback position. Um, and at this time, a little backstory is that they just shipped out their longest tenured quarterback, Darian Durant, to to Montreal. Uh, and so they replaced him with uh, with Kevin Glenn, who is uh, well adverse to the CFL, uh, playing or rostered for all but one team uh, in this in the CFL. Uh, so they brought him. They had Brandon Bridge, and they brought in uh, Vince Young. And and, he, and to credit, uh, I'll give credit to uh, where credit is due for Vince Young. He said all the right things. He said it wasn't a comeback; it was more of an opportunity. Uh, but when he came into the press conference, he looked like that he had missed a couple of days of the, in the gym. He, he looked like that he had not taken a meaningful snap in six or seven years. And uh, and, and I think when he caught up to uh, the, the training camp and another thing to give him credit for is that he looked like he actually shed off about 10 to 20 pounds. So he looked committed to be ready uh, to compete for that number one spot. And you got the feeling out of uh, the media reports in Saskatchewan that it was either Vince Young starts or he's just going to be sent packing. Unfortunately, didn't get that option uh, because of the injury. But, you know, when that happens, you know, when you take that time away at that position in, in this game, um, those kind of injuries have like probably peak around this time. So it's not surprising that Vince Young was not able to, to make it to through training camp. Uh, but to answer your question, um, the the riders brought in Kevin Glenn for this particular reason. Uh, so a, as far as it, would Vince Young be effective had it not been for the injury, uh, I'd be willing to to bet my life savings that most likely not. <laughs> that that's really going out on a limb there. Um, yeah. And I should 
you know, tell our listeners, um, uh, there was a very pretty big article written by Sports Illustrated just earlier this week, uh, you know, showcasing Young and, and, you know, with him just being such a a big popular figure, it it really kind of went through his time in the CFL and where he's at in his stage in his life. I encourage everybody, anybody to go out and find that article by Sports Illustrated if you want to find out more. Uh, But Rob, perhaps ironically, uh, while Young departs, still on the Rough Riders roster is quarterback Marquise Williams, who ironically was also in training camp with the Packers last year. What is his role as the season opens? It's funny you mentioned Marquise Williams because he came into training camp with with no fanfare whatsoever. Uh, And I mentioned uh, Daring Durant in the other question. Uh, Daring Durant is uh, an alumnus from uh, University of North Carolina, and he was pretty successful there as far as stats go. And uh, you know, ten years later, eventually your your records that you have would would eventually fall. And one of them that actually exceeded those is uh, Marquise Williams. So uh, there is a little uh, linear, uh, so to speak, in regards to Rider Nation and the fans. And uh, and they're hoping that probably that Marquise was going to be able to uh, maybe match some of the success that Darian had, and which is two Grey Cups. One of them was on the practice roster. Um, but as far as his expectations, he's third on the depth chart right now in that position. Um, I mean, they like what they see. Uh, they're expecting him to progress, and maybe he's going to be in their future plans, not this year, um, possibly not even next year, but hopefully in 2019. Interesting to track his development. And while we're on the topic of quarterbacks, can you, Rob, reflect on the career of Henry Burris who won a Grey Cup in his final season in the CFL and at one point was actually a backup to Brett Favre in Green Bay quite a few seasons ago. Yeah, Henry Burris is such a polar character. Uh, it, it's funny <laughs> because you know when he, you know when he first started, he he was all smiles as you could uh, as you could probably attest to in, in Green Bay. Uh, is that he's is is his outlook on life is one hundred percent positive. Uh, however, his, his on-field production has always been marked. I mean, we've always, you know, up, up here, uh, it's, it's funny in regard to Henry Burris because he's already been termed, uh, because of his ups and downs on, on field production, he's been termed as bad Hank or, uh, or good Hank, right? Because when he's on, he is barely unstoppable. I mean, it is just uncanny how this guy is able to operate. And then the next week he's playing like he's never picked up the football at all in his life and it's just so it's so weird to see that how you can go from all Madden or all pro one week to going all rookie or not even barely scratching the uh, the, the the floor of your success um, but the one thing that I could say and then he picked that he, he actually was more consistent on the success level as latter stages of his career went uh, but the one thing that you could pro- that you could probably say is that no matter how how Bad or how good his on-field production was, his off-field, his uh, commitment to the com- uh, to the community, uh, in no matter what city he was in, uh, he was always, always uh, partnered with the community uh, to make sure that the fans were were completely happy. We're talking to Rob Dalton of the New Rouge Radio here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning, and and getting away from quarterbacks, but still talking about former Packers here. Defensive back Jarrett Bush is playing for Calgary after winning a Super Bowl with the Packers in 2010. What kind of situation, Rob, does Bush step into with the Stampeders? 
Well, right now, Bush is standing third on the depth trade. He's not listed as a defensive back, but he's listed on uh, their uh, strong side linebacker depth chart. And uh, uh, that's generally used for guys that, that that's obviously in the CFL. It's uh, it's used for that extra uh, defensive back on the field. Now, in, in normal situations, that's usually, well, okay, well, we like this guy's athleticism. Uh, he could play special teams. And maybe if the the opportunity arises, uh, maybe he could step in. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Now, he's in a situation in, in Calgary who they pretty much dress as many starters as they can on the roster. So it's, you know, him being third on the depth chart in that position is not really uh, a detriment to to his uh, his potential. It's Calgary. They see a lot of potential in, in, in Jared Bush, and, and it's something that maybe perhaps you might not even see him this year on a regular basis. Uh, but they believe in that next man up mentality. If they lose their starter to free agency, they've already got someone in-house to step up uh, when needed. So I anticipate that if that's the case going in next year, Jared Bush could probably be a starting strong side linebacker in 2018 for Calgary. Well, they are getting a good special teams player. He was the special teams captain in Green Bay, I know, for a few mm-hmm. years. So that's good as well. And so we're talking about former teammates here being reunited because also on the roster of the Stampeders is wide receiver Jarrett Boykin, who at one point caught more than 40 passes from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Where does he fit in in Calgary? Uh, it, it's funny because he's a he's a big guy, 6'2", 215 pounds, a big size target for the quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell. The only issue right now is that he's sitting behind a guy named Markway McDaniel, who is getting up there in age, uh, but he's very durable and he's as clutch as you can get. In fact, on Twitter last week, I, I nicknamed him Markway McClutch. Just, just, that's just how reliable he is uh, to that Calgary offense. Uh, so if it wasn't for him, Boykin would probably be uh, be starting right now. And and I wouldn't be surprised to see him actually probably week 12, week 13, maybe to start uh, progressing on that because there are some injuries on that roster. And, got, and I spoke with Mark Steven, who was the play-by-play guy uh, in Calgary, and he is very high on Boykin. Uh, the coaching staff love what the what he does in practice, uh, showing up for uh, before practice in regarding to film time, uh, putting in the extra work after practice where he doesn't have to. So they really like his mindset uh, going in and out of uh, every week. So it wouldn't surprise me with all the injuries that they've had that maybe they probably find some way to get him on onto the field on a regular basis. Uh, but right now, as it sits on the depth threat right now, he's just sitting behind a, a very top tier talent right now. So it's kind of making it impossible for him to step onto the field. Wish the best for him. It is interesting to see all these former Packers players uh, in the CFL. Um, Rob, the the Packers this year signed a first-round draft pick of the CFL by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers when they inked offensive lineman Jeff Gray to a contract after the NFL draft. Uh, Can you explain to our listeners how his rights to the blue Blo- the blue bombers work for those who are you know ki- maybe kind of confused how how he can you know be on an NFL team but still have the rights to a CFL team well the the rights in regarding to CFL draft picks in in, in the CFL is that once you're drafted uh, unless you sign a contract and you get released uh, your 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 rights pretty much belong to uh, to the club that drafted you for for as long as they until they 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 trade you or they just give up on you, really. Uh, case in point, there's actually some uh, 
phone five years ago. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers drafted, uh, I think it was second overall in the 2013 draft, a guy by the name of uh, Andy Malumba. And I believe he signed with the Green Bay Packers that offseason. In fact, probably around the same time to an undrafted free agent contract. Uh, Malumba, I think right now is in Oakland and he hasn't stepped up north at all. He's not even come close to signing a CFL contract, but his rights still belong to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, And then Jeff Gray, uh, the Bombers actually had two first round picks. So they were playing with house money in regards to to the potential as to where they thought Jeff Gray. Now, there's two reasons where uh, the reason why they probably would have picked Jeff Gray in the first round was A, they didn't think that maybe his NFL aspirations would last that long or B, uh, just, you know, if it did. He would eventually return back to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in a couple of years if it didn't uh, turn out down south. Interesting. Um, There's also a bunch of former Packers players who are on CFL rosters currently that our fans might recognize, you know, a little bit less heralded names than some of the ones we talked about earlier. (laughs) But still, you know, running back Tyrell Sutton in Montreal, running back Ladarius Perkins in Edmonton, offensive lineman Jake Silas in Ottawa, defensive back Warren Gatewood in Saskatchewan. Do any of these players have a chance to be significant contributors at all? Oh, definitely. The issue is that when you're, um, unless you're a uh, an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, I mean, you're 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 there for for depth purposes. Uh, if you're playing an athletic position like running back, receiver, defensive back, and and linebacker, uh, you you are given the opportunity to play on special teams. And uh, at that point, I mean, I think a lot of coaches now in the CFL put a lot of emphasis on the special team. So if you excel at that position, it gives you a little bit of uh, uh, inside uh, uh, as far as the starting goes or starting position goes. Uh, going over the, the, the names that you mentioned, uh, Gatewood in Saskatchewan, he was very highly coveted in, in Saskatchewan. Unfortunately, he was one of many defensive backs that actually had some injuries concern in training camp and at this point he's been released uh prior to the season um but i mean saskatchewan is that kind of club that you know you know the old saying you can't make the club from the tub well saskatchewan is probably you know some of them some of the uh, players that they released they probably let them know said hey listen stay by uh rehab your injury we'll come back if the opportunity arises uh and that's always been saskatchewan way uh, in regards to other players, Ladaris Perkins actually had a 63-yard uh, missed field goal return. Uh, so he's pretty much the primary return guy in Edmonton. Uh, Jake Silas has some injury concerns, spent some time on the uh, on the practice roster the last couple of years with Ottawa. Uh, they like his nastiness, the, his attitude that he brings to the offensive line. Uh, and, and it's right now at a depth, uh, depth position at an offensive tackle in Ottawa. Uh, they really missed him yesterday, but once they get him on that offensive line in Ottawa is probably going to be best, uh, one of the best in the CFL. Tyrell Sutton has been starting for the Montreal Alouettes uh, for the last couple of years. He had some injury concerns, been sharing that backfield um, with Brandon Rutley, uh, another American running back coming up north. Uh, But you kind of see him, you know, put it off to the pasture, so to speak. But uh, Tyrell Sutton is the go-to guy uh, in uh, in the Montreal backfield, which is funny because he is actually putting up a 5.9 yards per rushing uh, average uh, in a very pass-heavy offense, and especially in the CFL, which is going more towards the pass-heavy pass offense as well. 
Lots of interesting former Packers players in the CFL. Uh, Rob, thank you so much. Before we let you go, can you just tell our, tell our listeners, if they want to find out more, how can they listen to your podcast? Well, first off, if you're, if you're wanting to listen, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We are available there as well as Google Play. Uh, and if you have any further questions, you can simply find us on Twitter. We are very interactive. You can find us at Rouge Radio. Sounds good to me. Rob, so, thanks so much once again. Uh, have a good uh, holiday, and uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Go Packers. <laughs> All right, take care. Rob Dalton of the New Rouge Radio joining us here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Glad to have him join us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment, new details of the Latroy Guyon arrest emerged on Thursday when the Associated Press obtained records of Guyon's police report. Um, this happening in Hawaii. There's probably nothing surprising about it, considering we already knew he was arrested of driving under the influence. We talked about this on our last episode. But the report said Guyon stumbled when he walked, spoke with slurred speech, and smelled of alcohol and marijuana. Guyon also said he knew he was drunk. For me, this doesn't change anything about my opinion on Guyon. I said this on social media. I'm at the point where the only thing I could respect about Guyon is if he took it upon himself to get help. Every transgression Guyon has made, to my knowledge, uh, from you know driving under the influence to uh, possessing large large amounts of drugs and and allegedly uh, bankrolling uh, even family members in a drug trade, uh, having unregistered firearms uh, and and uh, you know breaking the NFL's rules on substance abuse uh, and performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, to my knowledge, all these have come as a professional athlete, and, and that is not even to say his domestic violence incidents, uh, of which two were thrown out, but one, he had to pay restitution. You know, the, the professional sports support system is not working. The Packers can't. The Packers, if they want, can hold on to Guyon until he comes off suspension, uh, whatever. But if they activate him from suspension, I, I know I'll be disappointed and find it even harder to cheer for this team with him on it, uh, unless he himself would, uh, you know, go get help or something like that. Um, there's, there's another piece of news, uh, that I think is probably gone a little bit under the radar and I did want to share and it's, it's kind of tough, you know, to share in an audio format here. It's something I found on social media and I'll try to describe it the best I can, uh, shared on social media by of all people, Nebraska wide receivers, coach Keith Williams. And, you know, people probably wondering, you know, what, what the heck are you talking about Nebraska's wide receiver coach for? Williams on Wednesday shared on Twitter a video including Packers wide receivers, Devontae Adams and Malachi Dupree, uh, the rookie. 
Of course, uh, I was curious, you know, what connection do these guys have to the the wide receivers coach at Nebraska? So I digged and pieced together information from multiple sources, including local Nebraska newspapers, coverage, and, and Packers, the Packers official website. So here's the connection. Williams, uh, Keith Williams, was Devontae Adams' wide receivers coach at Fresno State his freshman year. And from all appearances, Williams really takes the art of the wide receiver position quite seriously. He's been at many colleges at many different levels over the years. Williams also just so happened to be James Jones' wide receiver coach at San Jose State prior to that. And Adams and Jones actually met through Williams prior to ever becoming teammates with the Packers. So anyway, though, uh, back to present day, every summer, Williams holds an informal camp in Nebraska of sorts for pro and college wide receivers, many of them players who he's coached in the past because Adams and Dupree weren't the only ones. I know Washington wide receiver Ryan Grant was also among those in attendance. Um, but it was, it's not exclusively players he's coached. I I think it's kind of a word of mouth thing and a little bit of a fraternity that they've kind of built and kind of just, uh, personal connections they've made. And it's just kind of a camp where they work on the ins and outs of the wide receiver position and everything that goes into playing wide receiver from route running to, uh, you know, to getting in and out of your breaks and, and catching the football and, and just working on speed and, and all those kind of things and, and more. And, and it's just nice to see the camaraderie building. Uh, as far as I know, Malachi Dupree hasn't been coached by Keith Williams. It's possible he's familiar with him. But it's nice to see teammates bonding over football, Perhaps Devontae Adams is taking Malachi Dupree under his wings. Um, it, you know, there were, there were a lot of good things written about Dupree during the offseason program, if you followed along with OTAs and minicamp. You know, it's one of those things where you're unsure how much stock to put into it simply because it's the offseason and there's no pads. But for being a seventh-round draft pick when expectations are not particularly high, It's just good to see Dupree perform well and even better to see him and Adams working together on their craft. I just wanted to share that, kind of found out about it. Uh, It was news to me and, uh, you know, something that hasn't been highly publicized. But, uh, yeah, good to see these guys even, you know, now that the offseason, the official offseason program for the Packers is together is over. They're they're still working together and, and trying to get better, and that's going to only help them, I think, heading into training camp here at the end of July. More tangential Packers news, and this is the time of year when tangential is uh, just about as good as you can get. Uh, perhaps you saw, I know it was publicized on ESPN quite a bit, featured on SportsCenter and things like that. You may have seen highlights of a flag football game. And anyway, uh, what's what's trying to be created here is a flag professional flag football league, and it's really highlighted by some big former names, uh, guys who have retired like 
Mike Vick uh, was playing quarterback, and some of the wide receivers were uh, Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco. Um, and, and, you know, so, so really, I mean, really good guys who had success in the NFL and because, you know, they're playing the star positions, throwing the passes and catching the touchdowns, they get the bulk of the attention, but who is playing defense, uh, during this game? Uh, none other than Packers hall of famer, Nick Collins, as I found out, and actually playing alongside another former Packer, safety Aaron Rouse, albeit not nearly as heralded as Nick Collins, the former Super Bowl hero and former multi-time Pro Bowler in the NFL. Um, and it was really just neat to see him out there playing. Uh, they're, they're, it was just kind of basically an exhibition. Like they, they're just playing one game, uh, an exhibition to, to get media attention and, and build uh, a little bit of a supporter base because the goal is uh, for next year, uh, for 2018, they want to establish a, a professional flag football league and you know it's it's to me uh, from everything I've seen I've read you know it's not trying to compete with the NFL it's just more of a thing like here during the summer during the the dead time of the football uh calendar uh it it's something football related for for people to watch and 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 really for to 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 showcase guys who are whose NFL careers are maybe over uh to you know put put them in the spotlight and and see these big names and and you know even though their their playing careers in the NFL are over when the pads are on they they can still be pretty good athletes when the pads are off and there's no fear of getting hit or anything like that and the, they look to me and the the little bit of highlights that I saw uh, looked to be in in pretty good shape and it was entertaining uh, and, and I just thought it was great for a guy like Nick Collins, who, of course, if you follow the Packers, know his career was ended by a neck injury. Uh, great to see him out there and playing football in a non-contact environment. This is the the perfect environment for him to play football, and 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 for other guys too. I know you know guys who have recently been forced to retire in the past, like Sean Richardson of the Packers. He wasn't playing in this, but this would be the great outlet for him. Guys who still want to play, um, there there was news about both Nick Collins and Sean Richardson after they were forced to retire that they still wanted to play and, and wanted to find maybe if there was a doctor out there willing to clear them and a team willing to take a chance on them. And it didn't happen uh, because, uh, understandably, teams are cautious about that kind of thing. And don't want to be held liable and don't want to hurt, you know, this, this, these players futures. Um, but this is a great opportunity for a guy like Nick Collins, who still wants to, to play football. Heck he can go play in the pro flag football league. And it's, you know, it is what it is. It's not going to rival the NFL or any major sport, but for uh, a few weeks, heck I wouldn't mind, casually watching a game if I just so happen to catch a few minutes of it not that I'm going to get you know intimately involved and follow the league and cover it but uh good for Nick Collins uh so I wanted to pass that along um and um you know that's that's gonna do it for today's episode of Railbird Central as we near the 4th of July Independence Day weekend holiday 
Uh, although before we do reach the 4th of July, we still do have another episode of Railbird Central coming up on Monday uh, when our guest will be Ben Club, a, a a football coach himself, um, a linebackers coach at the high school level, and a Packers fan. So we're going to talk to him about football and uh, excited to do that on Monday, so just uh, three days from now. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to Rob Dalton of the New Rouge Radio for being our guest on today's show. Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you later, folks. Have a good weekend. We'll talk more Packers football just a few days from now. Um, Have a good weekend. Uh, I leave you today, folks, with a song called Bellwether by Lotus on Psy Fidelity Records. See ya. Go Pack Go.